to the right. Mariota drops. Steps up. He can run a long way. 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 45, 40, 35, 40, 30, Going to be fielded by Lorenzo Neal at the 25. Yeah, Pitches it. it back to Wycheck. He throws it across the field to Dyson. He's got something. 30, He's got 40, something. 50, He's got it. 40, He's got it. 20, 10, He's got it. Touchdown. Touchdown. There are no flags on the field. It's a miracle. Tennessee has pulled a miracle. Welcome along to Victory Tuesday on the Transatlantic Titans podcast. Monday gets you the dream boat and a video of him looking dreamy, talking about the Titans. Tuesday gets you my dulcet tones. I'm Adam. Mars is with me. You're going to hear, well, not his usual dulcet tones. Um, don't quite sound quite right, Mars. How are you? Uh, I'm doing good. Uh, yeah, a little bit of a cold going on, but nothing will... Uh... Shy away the uh, the delights of a Titans victory. The opinions will all be the same, um, just the sound will be slightly different. Uh, and Greg is with me as well. Um, Greg, you were well, you were at the Falcons Jets game on on Sunday. Have you recovered yet? Uh, I'll be lying if I said yes. It was even worse, or made even worse by the fact I had to go into the office. Uh, so leaving my house at half six in the morning on Monday morning was was not great fun. But um, yeah, I'm here in spirit. <laughs> which is good enough. Also joining us, Neil. How are you, Neil? Yeah, not bad, guys. Thank you. Excellent. Um, the, the Dreamboat isn't here. Um, he's, I think, doing some sort of photo shoot for um, a, a magazine. Was, I forget which one. I think it was, it was Gucci this week. Okay, good. <laughs> um, Brian's not here either. Yeah, you're going to have to put up with the four of us. Um, I'll be honest, I only watched the game back today. Um, so... <laughs> I'm going to uh, throw to you guys for a lot of opinions. Um, it was what I thought was a reasonably comfortable victory against the Jags. Um, Miles, tell me tell me if I'm wrong. No, I don't think you're wrong at all. It was, uh, it was knowing what games we had coming up, a must win. And I think that's very easy to suggest when you're coming up against a team that at the time had 19 vic- uh, losses. Sorry, I almost said victories and I was far too excited for Jack's hands. Uh, 19 losses. And uh, I feel like it was one of the games that we knew you had to win with the Bills and the Chiefs coming up. Um, early um, pick six, not pick six, early uh, defensive touchdown made the game almost feel like a bit of a inevitable just sort of we're going to win this and we're going to drag it out, which is sort of what the game was. It never felt like it was in doubt. Obviously, they missed a couple of kicks early on, which might have made a, a little bit more tense in the second half. But in my opinion, watching the game, it was one of them. It was sort of, we, we just coasted. We, we, we knew the victory was there. And it was sort of early on, we got a couple of scores and just sort of drifted through the game for 60 minutes. That defensive touchdown you mentioned early on, um, I don't want to make myself unpopular here, but I thought we got away with one, quite honest. Um, I, I don't see that as a football move or an entire football move. It seemed pretty quick, a reception, and then you know, knocks away. It looked like an incomplete pass to me. But you've, for all the weeks that we moan about officiating not going our way, I guess we have to have to take those. Um, Neil, do you disagree with any of that? You feel it was a pretty comfortable win? Yeah, other than obviously when we, when we stopped them on when we stopped them on the fourth and goal, um, where Urban Meyer said that Trevor Lawrence weren't ready for a sneak, and then after the game Trevor Lawrence said he's fine with sneaks. <laughs> um, <laughs> but other than that, the game was was pretty comfortable. Pretty, I don't know. I just didn't have that sort of. I know, like with both us and the Jags, have been in positions in the past where we've both been bad teams, but the game seemed to have a lot of bite. And I think I don't know if Sunday's the well they were like 
60% at stadium were full and there didn't seem to be a lot. I don't know. It just felt like a, a Sunday afternoon stroll. It didn't It didn't seem like a Titans-Jags game, weirdly enough. Yeah, I mean, it. the Jags kept it, well, were kind of keeping pace even, even after that awful start for them. Um, there were a couple of punts, but the first half, most team, well, most possessions, both teams moved the ball pretty well. And I think the the Jags scored twice in the first half, or both, or both their well, two of their touchdowns were in the first half. Um, there was, but it, despite that, Greg, I don't, think, I don't, I don't think in the run up to half time uh, that you should have been too worried. No, actually, I'm not sure I agree. I think it was a, a pretty typical Titans Jags game. Derrick Henry scored three touchdowns, pretty much running one over the <laughs> park. I mean, <laughs> seems like a pretty standard Titans Jags game. Um, yeah, no, I think. It was comfortable, but there were still moments, and, and Neil hit the nail on the head, like the fourth down stop, for example, um, and even the in- interception at the end. I think probably, I mean, it's not like they were really going to come back from that, but you know, that's a garbage that, time interception, really. On, on that, on that fourth down play in particular, they go and score a touchdown. It's uh, if they, depends on if they take two, it's either a three or a four point game, and all of a sudden you're probably feeling a bit more nervous. But that stop did help. In the first half, you know, they, I think they missed. They missed a field goal, I think, and they also missed an extra point. So the kicking for them wasn't particularly great. But half time, we're in 11 points up. It, it, yeah, the whole time, half time, I'm not sitting there thinking, all right, we need to make sure that we do this or make sure we're doing that or improve this or improve that. It kind of just felt like 11 points is enough, if anything. And the the offense with Henry in particular, kind of rolling as he has. I mean, that was a I sit there and I joke about running all over them. I mean, 130 yards for Derrick Henry is is actually pretty average, to be honest with you. Uh, three 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 touchdowns is 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 pretty incredible. But realistically, I mean, 130 is is pretty standard. So, yeah, we had a bit more going on. I think the offense having AJ Brown back, I think, helped just take a bit of spotlight off of some of the other receivers that we obviously last week struggled sort of filling the gap. Um, or the hole that was that was there that AJ and Julio weren't there last week. So, yeah, I'm I'm feeling surprisingly positive, and uh, at a point where my only real criticism is is that we kind of still kept them in with a chance of getting back into it. Um, that you know the defense that I still don't. I just I'm worried about the defense, and I think we can talk about that a bit more in a bit more detail shortly. O-line, I thought was brilliant from the run side of the game, but pass protection still wasn't great. Um, even though I think, was it three sacks again on, on the day? I think someone put a crazy stat of 20 sacks in five weeks um, on Tannehill, where he only had 24 in the whole of last season, which granted is 16 games, not 17. But that's, for me, is still a huge worry. At some point, that is going to have, that will take its toll on him. And let's face it, we're not exactly strong in that position from a backup perspective. So that is a huge concern. But yeah, look, it was it was nice to watch a Titans game and not feel constantly like I'm biting my nails. <laughs> oh, well, I'm sure you were. <laughs> you know, it's it's standard. You never quite know what we can come up with to to lose a game from the jaws of victory. Um, I just keep looking back at that Jets game. I'm still smarting from it. And um, this should be a spot we are four and one going into the the tricky run of games and we're not um obviously Sunday wasn't going to change that well not change it in the right way but yeah it felt felt routine really um my feeling is that we should probably talk about some of the wider things like the like the defense um but I'm going to throw one out there that you might not be expecting and I want to talk a little bit about Ryan Tannehill now I think so we have 20 sacks I most of them aren't on him. But I haven't seen any of the, the sort of level of performances that we had last year. Now, I know he's been under more pressure because of that. Uh, but I'd like to see a bit more from him. Um, I don't know if this is just me. But there were times, sort of the throws he made in that game where he got a bit lucky. And he not really making things happen himself. Am I being... Well, Neil, you're looking... Uh, no, baffled's not the word, uh, but <laughs> am, am I being unfair? No, no, I don't think it's being unfair. I think uh, I think it's a fine line because I, I actually do think he's, he's playing quite well, but the statistics aren't there, whereas they have been in the last few years. 
I think, and and I totally agree with the fact that some of the throws, uh, sort of. I mean, the one that springs to mind is the pick in the Seattle game, which were just so untannehill like yeah, in the last couple yeah. of seasons. Um, and I, I don't think it's something to be overly concerned about because I just think that the offense is set up differently this year than than what it was, and I, and, I, and I don't know how that offensive line goes from being a, a, a good or essentially decent run blocking line whether that's Derek Henry making them look like that I don't know I'm not on up on the nuances of, of offensive line players as, as I should be perhaps but I don't know how that offensive line goes from suddenly being a, a decent run blocking line to a, a good pass protecting line and I think a lot at times you could say it's not getting the ball out quick enough but it, a lot of the times it's it's the blink of an eye and there's a, there's a pass rusher bearing down on him um, and I just think I think whatever problems he's got or whatever kinks he needs to work out of his his game this season is scheme related. Uh, yeah, yeah, you you may well be right, but something something's not clicking, and I don't think it's as simple as blaming the O line, which I think we've largely done. I mean, they deserve a lot of the blame, don't they? But it, there's there's something else I think that is isn't quite isn't quite working we had o-line issues last year we were missing luan a lot of the time you know we had sambrio um stepping in obviously the dennis kelly who we all love uh, did a did a great job at times but uh, yeah there were it wasn't like we had a flawless o-line before um, but the i mean the the running game is is just as prolific you know nothing wrong with henry's production but there's not as much in the passing game uh, for whatever reason well, only, sorry, sorry, Adam, quickly. The only thing I would say on Tannehill is I'm seeing him either trying to make throws or, I don't know, like maybe when, when he's when he's got the ball in his arms, I'm, I'm there kind of more wincing that there's a mistake that might happen than I have been in the last year and a half or two years or where I felt like with the ball in his hands, yeah, whether he's yeah. getting a pass away or whether he's running away from, from any kind of pressure that's in front of him, I felt a lot more confident. I don't feel as confident as I have done previously, but I'm, I'm putting that more down to the fact that the offensive line just can't hold hold enough time to be able to make it, let him make a play, and he's having to sort of make decisions in split seconds. But you're absolutely right. I think mean, Neil, you mentioned Seattle, and I, I'm th- I always think of the Colts one. I think the Colts one was the worst. Um, uh, was it straight to Leonard? I mean, there, there was three receivers around, but it was like almost that's, like that's, that's the one I thought you were talking about actually. Yeah, yeah. Like possibly, yeah but it's, it's one of those ones it's like he's he's just thrown it into into no man's land almost. So and you weren't seeing him do that. But whether you whether I can sit here and really criticize him too much, I mean the guy's just under constant pressure. Um and actually and this Sunday in fact wasn't really the worst that we've seen from the O line from a pass protection perspective. But he's under constant pressure and when we come up against a good D line, which you know could quite possibly be Monday night. You know that pressure is going to get even bigger, and yeah, it's going to be an interesting one to see how it goes. But he's definitely not the same Tannehill as what we saw in the last two seasons. But I'm not particularly at a point now where I'm starting to panic about that. I will be also, if we continue. So. Just a, a, another thing as well. I, I don't think we're doing we're calling the players or running the offense that mitigates bad pass protection. I think we're just we're just blatantly sticking sticking with great game plan, uh, and if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. There's no sort of wrinkles being thrown in there to sort of mitigate the fact that we can't protect him. The one one thing I did like actually, there were a couple of plays where we had not well Tannehill wasn't under center, and we had Batson and a bit of a bit of Mister a bit of trickery. I quite like that. We haven't done much of that. This year, the the wild bat, as I saw it called. That's good. Um, but that that was quite effective. When you've got Henry there as well, so Derek Henry on his own in the Wildcat, you you know what's coming. You might not be able to stop it, but you know what's coming. Uh, but with the with the two of them there, I thought that was quite good. But there, there hasn't been much of that kind of thing of just you know even an end. Of, I think there was an end around as well in the in the game, but. We haven't really done much of that. We haven't done much that's complicated. I think it is predictable. I, I do think, like, you don't see the Titans doing a lot. You know, I mean, I can't remember the last time I saw us with a jet sweep or anything at all in that regard. But it can be predictable if, if it's, it's either play action where then essentially 
it's whether your linebackers are going to bite or not, or it's you hand the ball off to Derek Henry. And if they're going to throw the ball, it's, it's usually going to the same places. So if you cover well enough, there's every chance that you're going to go down incomplete most of the time. So I think there is, I don't know if with downing, whether there's a slightly safer game plan, they don't want to do anything too tricky, but I think we need a bit more sort of less predictability in, in our, in our offense, um, which is something I do think we saw last year a bit more. I don't know if it's just downing's come in and sim- trying to simplify the plan a little bit more. I don't know. Maybe we can't do that as, as much because of the O-line. I don't know, but yeah. Uh, e- equally the receiving core. Yeah. We've had, we've had injury issues there. Good to see AJ Brown back. Miles, I, I thought he looked all right. I mean, did you think he, whether he's a hundred percent, I doubt, but he looked, he looked pretty effective. Yeah. He's shown his normal, uh, uh, yards after the catch. I mean, he took a hell of a hit when he ran towards the goal line. Oh, that's that one scared, of them, That scared me. Which that did. Did, did, I, I wanted him to pop straight back up, and it was slightly delayed, which you always get concerns with, with when you see like three or four defenders targeting one player. Um, the player I wanted to shout, which I'm, I'm sure Brian would have, uh, is Marcus Johnson, who seemed really impressive. I know there was like coming off IR. Or, getting the opportunity to play, but he seemed like a really good option for Tannehill. Um, hopefully going forward when Julio's back. And that can be a really good talent if you add in the likes of Batson and then Reynolds. I think it's getting a few people back from injury. Um, I agree with what we were saying. I just think at the moment we've had to simplify our game because of the struggles with the O-line. We said it after week one, that that's what we all said. We all said, right, we're going to have to simplify things, make it so we're doing less... Uh, less like shifting with the line. So you see a lot of teams where, uh, for, for, in particular Dallas, they'll have their guards sort of pull and they can do all these shifts because they have a solid O-line and they can make it work. With us, we're just not in that position. We're in a position where the O-line needs to stick to their pass or run blocking and simplify the game. I mean, at Seattle, they knew we were running the ball. Everyone knows we're running the ball, but they still can't stop it. And I think going forward, that's as simple as this. As much as it'd be nice, Tannehill's job is to make the easy ca- easy throws and no turnovers. That's all I want from him. I don't want him to be... Oh, a, he, he, did, every... he did that on Sunday. Yeah, exactly. No, I, no I, problem there. Yeah, we're not, we're not looking for a 400, 500-yard game from him. We just want someone who's going to allow us sometimes to not have a full stack box against Henry. That's his job. Um I think he has been affected too much from the old line at the start of the season. I think he's he's constantly a little bit on the edge. So that's where you'll come with the overthrows because he feels like there's somewhat there's always pressure behind you, which is why you overthrow the ball because you feel like you need to put more into it in case there is any contact. Um, that's just something that comes with confidence going down the season. We need, sadly, uh, I'll interest to see the next couple of games, uh, the Bills' defence is going to be a lot of pressure on him. But... After that, that's all it comes down to. We just need to have a few games like the Jags. It's like, can we not just play a couple of reserve games where you beat a team 60-0 a couple of times to build the confidence or get a couple of friendlies in midweek? Um, but, but yeah, but I, the I last, mean... The last two games, arguably, is an opportunity to to do that, to you know, mm-hmm. stick a 50-burger on somebody or just absolutely go nuts. And we haven't really done it. We well, Obviously, we didn't, we didn't do it against the Jets. Um Sometimes where you're up early-ish in a game, you're not going to do that because there's no need. There's no need to bust a gut. I think it was it was possibly a bit of that. But I think, yeah, say he has a game with where he throws for three or four touchdowns, that would do in the world of good. Mm-hmm. And we, we, we need that. Whether that's about to come Monday, I don't know. We, we asked for some questions on Twitter earlier. I don't know who posted it, actually, but... We had uh, one or two, one or two back, um, but a, a defensive question here, which I think we need to we need to talk about uh, from Jake Clements: Is our defense a scheme problem or a personnel problem or a combination of the two? We have the players to do well, just can't seem to put it together. Why do you think this is, um, Greg? I'll go to you. Um, not, it's probably not that simple to answer, um, but, but that's why I'm going to go to you. Yeah, that's fine. I have all the answers. Um, look, it is both. I think there, there's definitely talent on this defense, but there are 
also gaps on this defence. Um, I think we're missing Booker at the moment. I don't think Crookshank's the answer at safety. Um, yeah, there's players like Landry that are having probably the best season, or definitely having the best season they've had since they joined us. Uh, we're starting to see a little bit more of the old Kevin Bayard, although I think the jury's still out a little bit there. But it's it's a consistency thing. But I, I do put a lot down to scheme as well. <clears throat> I don't... Everyone knows my feelings on Shane Bowen. I, I don't think he's the answer. I feel like this this has the talent on this defence to make a big difference, but we're, we're not really seeing it. And we're seeing also players who are clearly talented not performing at the level that we would expect them to and um, pointing more towards players like Rashawn Evans in, in this instance. Um, well, well, if if you're, if you're playing two of uh, Brown, Long and Evans, I... For me, I don't. I don't see how Evans is too, is in that too. No, and and David Long didn't exactly have a, a great game on Sunday either, but he still makes that those two probably along with Jayon. Realistically, the, the guy has I mean, look. We've seen we've seen him in previous years show that he, he is obviously a good player, but just looks a bit like a lost puppy at the moment. I don't think he's quite sure of of where his place is in, on this team at the moment, and. Look, there's no doubt there is talent, but I still think there's massive holes. And I think unless you can scheme the talent you've got to fill those holes, I don't think Bowen can do that. Um, we saw, but we saw some good stuff from some of the rookies. You know, Molden made that big play for the for the fumble. Um, yeah, you know, we're st- we are starting to see some some things in the right direction. Farley got probably more snaps than than he's got pretty much all year so far. So I'm hoping they can turn it around, but. In answer to the question, I think it is a bit of both, and it's a bit of a cop out answer. But I'd put mm-hmm. more on more on Bowen than I would on the on on the talent, in my opinion. Especially when we get everyone back healthy and fit. You know, once we get Hooker back, um, you know, once we get the the key guys that we're missing for injury at the moment back and 100% healthy, and I'm hoping that Fulton's okay after he limped off Sunday as well. Um, you know, I think this defense can be better than what we've seen, but I don't think with with Bowen having the keys to this defense, I don't think we're going to see that whilst he's whilst he is our DC, unfortunately. Oh yeah, I'd, Neil, are you going to stick your neck out a bit more rather than rather than uh, give both <laughs> answers? I, I think I think there's enough personnel-wise to for a, a competent DC to put out a competent defense, but also on the other hand, I don't think there's enough to be an elite defence. And I think one of the problems with, with, with the sport in general is like there's 32 teams and there's so much focus on every single element of everything every team does. I mean, I, I consume every every part, every bit of Titans media. I read Music City Miracles, Athletic. I listen to other podcasts that exist. Uh, and you, you can sort of convince yourself that every single draft pick's going <clears> to <throat> come in and immediately be a star and you're looking at you're judging a defense or a team in general by the best case scenarios all the time because everything's so micro analyzed and everything's so covered in to the nth degree in depth and i think a lot of times we can we can overrate as personnel and overrate as rookies and as signings and i've tried like and probably especially in case of derrick henry i've tried to like (laughs) go other way um rather than sort of hailing him as a quality quality player before he's actually proven it on the field but I think people go the opposite way if you get what I mean I think people yeah, instantly think every every single rookie or free agent signing is going to be a star yeah. and I think if you look at our defence objectively there's good pieces and there's pieces that could be moulded into a, a, a unit that's competent enough to allow the offence to flourish and win games but I, I forgot uh, the, the pieces to have an elite defence no and I think that's compounded by having a DC that's not up to snuff. I agree with Greg on that. Mm. Miles, what's the biggest problem on our defence? Uh, to me, it's the middle of the park. It's the linebackers. Um, obviously, it'd be nice for uh, Dupree to be back and fit. And let's play the assumption that everyone's fit. Landry's having a storming season with Dupree. I've got no issue with all three or Simmons. Simmons is getting double teamed every game. He's doing the, the job that no one wants to do, but 
the issue comes with the centre of the field. I feel like the linebackers, and even you could argue include the safeties, and yeah, Bayard's had a couple of good games, but against the Jets and the Jags, next week when we're playing bigger teams, that's when you're really going to tell if he's actually back to himself, which I think is long gone in, in truth. And like we've had the call for how much we need Hooker. If you're a quarterback and you're looking across the middle of the field, I don't, not, our linebackers and our safeties aren't scaring you. I get that we've got Ful, Fulton's been great this year. And Farley, hopefully, he's going to come and step in and show that talent that he potentially has, as Neil was saying, his potential talent at the moment. Until you actually do it on the field, we don't know. To me, the big issue is is in the middle of the field. And I think that's where a lot of, you saw last year with third down stoppings, just never happened. Because the, the players just aren't there to stop it. I mean, Long made a lot of tackles uh, at the weekend, but didn't really... Other than that, it didn't show much threat. And I think when we saw when um, it was um, uh, Smith got released by the Cowboys, and we were saying, like, oh, would we rather have Smith? Or I, I think we are in desperate need of some sort of linebacker leadership. I was saying against the Jets, CJ Mosley is, is an exact example of that, where you look in the middle of the field and you see that play and you're like, I've got to get past that person somehow. And I just don't think we have that. Um I think it's the most important position on the defence and it's something that we're really lacking in. So as much as we can put it down to, and I agree also with what Greg was saying, I think there is an issue with the coaching because there is talent there. But at the same time, the threat's not there in the middle either. So it's almost like you've got to coach non-talent. It's like, it's, it's a difficult job to do and they get paid a lot of money, but they're not doing it well at the moment. I mean, it was what, 450 yards against the Jags that we've just given up? Um a team with more weapons beats us on Sunday. And uh, there's not, I mean, there's 31 teams that have more talent than the Jags that probably could have done that. For what it's worth, I don't think that's true. I don't I don't think, I think offensively, they're okay. They've got a ground game. I, yeah, the game kind of went how I thought it would really. Uh, but yeah, they're not one of the better teams we know that clearly my my issue on defense is is kind of well, personnel wise i think crookshank in for hooker is hurting us big time i think is a real problem um that uh lavisca chenault big play where yeah. huge yards after the catch um crookshank should have wrapped him up immediately and it, it, yeah it's not just that i, I I see, yeah, I, I see that as a as an issue, and hopefully it's a temporary one. I'm not saying Hooker's going to solve everything when he comes back, um, but Bayard, I think, is doing fine. I've no problem with Bayard. Uh, we've, we, I know we don't quite agree on that. Um, the coaching is an issue, in, in my view. I, I, they decided by doing what we did in the off season and blowing up that side of the roster, and um, we're saying right, it the problem isn't the coaching, the problem's the players. And if you get the same results again, you can only come to one conclusion. But I do, I do think it's better than last year. But that wasn't a high bar. Uh, the thing, the thing is, I, I'm not sure it's that much better though. And that's that's my biggest issue. I, I was I was expecting to see after what was really pitiful last year. It, this is his. This is their personnel now, right? There's been a lot of changes, and I think if you looked at it on both defenses on paper, personnel wise were both decent, not elite by any stretch of the imagination, but they both had very, very good players that played on them. The only thing that's remained the same is ultimately the coaching. And when I say the same, I know last year, technically Bowen wasn't technically the DC last year, but that's I'm, I'm not buying that rubbish from, from Rabel, to be honest with you. Um, and I don't think there's been any real change there. And I don't think that this... This coaching staff can scheme up a defense. Neil, you've said this a few times in the past. When's Vrabel ever had a, a good defense as a, as a DC? He's never had that. I like Vrabel as a head coach. I think as a, as a leader of this team, I, I I'm not going to criticize him personally. In my opinion, I think he's fine for that role, but he doesn't really know a good defense, if I'm honest with you. And and I don't think that Bowen is the answer to this question either. And the only thing that hasn't been picked up is around, I still think secondary is a big issue because we've got players like Farley and Molden who are rookies who are only getting 30% of snaps a game at the moment because of injury problems and whatnot. So you're putting a lot of pressure on, you know, players like Janoris. He's still Janoris this week. Um, players like Chris can we, Jackson. Can we clear that up, Miles? Still Janoris? Yeah. 
Oh yeah, I was I was just in, in anger of even considering calling them by the okay, rabbit name. Fine, yeah, let's move on. Let's move on. And then and then and then you know Chris Jackson, who what is a sixth, seventh round pick, who you know ultimately when push comes to shove, he's not an awful player by any stretch of the imagination, but he's not at the level realistically that means he's going to be you know number two corner in this team. So I think look, we'll see more from Farley and Molden as time goes by and once they heal and they're 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 getting the experience they need and they could become elite players for us in the future certainly you know Farley is a lot a lot of people who really really sort of almost hyping him up but right now we're not seeing that and uh, we're you know 450 yards against the Jags I, I don't particularly think that's that's we know we're going to give up yardage against teams the problem is is that we we play the Bills on Monday we go two three scores down you take Henry pretty much out of the game because you're chasing it we need to play games always on almost our terms so we can bring Henry in and make Henry part of the game. You can't do that when you're two, three scores down. And luckily on Sunday we weren't, but in previous weeks we have been. Like looking at Arizona game, you know, it meant he only got, what was it, 50 or 80 odd yards or whatever it may be, which is way less than you would have expected him to. I don't, I don't think as well. I don't think it's, it, it'll take much to, to push the defense on as far as like, Vrabel and Robinson have got like a, a profile that they draft like eye motor, eye character, hard workers. And I think we've got plenty of that, plenty of just solid players. I think sometimes you need some sizzle. I mean, look at like, for instance, the difference that Micah Parsons has made to Dallas. You just drop one superstar in the middle of a fairly solid defense and suddenly they're brilliant. And I don't think, I, I think sometimes you've got to move away from that profile of, of just drafting eye character work rate guys and draft some an elite talent that perhaps is flawed. I was going to just say, with, with the Cowboys, they identified there was an issue on defense. And not only did they draft Michael Parsons high, but they also bring in Quinn, who is a known defensive coach that can make a difference, a known person. And that's the difference well, that they've here's, had. Here's, here's a question. What, what's Jim Swartz doing? Like, I'd, have, I'd have happily oh. had him back as DC. I, don't know about I mean, you. I went over more when he came back, to be honest. Uh, but it, it just doesn't seem to be any kind of presence whatsoever, does it? No, no. That's a, maybe, maybe there is. Maybe there's more presence than we see, and, and maybe mm. you know, he's part of the part of the problem. Who knows? But I, I, I agree with you. When when he came back in, I saw it as a yeah, all right. Bowen's got the keys, but he's almost like a learner driver. The person who's who's going to actually be taking control of this defense was going to be him. And we've not, I don't think we've seen, if we have seen that, then Jim Schwartz isn't no. the answer either. But I don't think we have. This is the I same don't buy defense. that. No, no. It's the same defense as we saw last year, let's face it, apart from personnel's different. It's, just, it's not aggressive enough to be a Jim Schwartz defense. No, I agree with that. It's, no. too, it's too vanilla. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Shall we get Mark out of the way? Um, he's going to look ahead to the. <laughs> to the Bills who are who we're playing on Monday Night Football, which is a bonus for anybody attending the second London game this week. Uh, you're not going to miss the Titans. You might want to miss the Titans. Who knows uh, against Buffalo? Um, but yeah, let's hear what oh, do we? Oh, I really don't want to, but yeah, let's hear what what Mark has to say. And here he is, as promised, friend of the show, um, all round terrible bloke. Awful, terrible, um, dreadful person. Dreadful person. Mark Stanley, how are you, sir? I'm all right, thank you, mate. Yeah, I'm not too bad. I support a, a good team. Uh, you, yeah, you do. You really do at the minute, and it, it's a big concern. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> um, yeah, you've, you've got to be pretty, pretty pleased with how things are going. Week one aside, which is very clear, was just a blip. Um, I, I don't know how, how anyone's going to stop the Buffalo Bills right now. It's uh, now I look back at week one, and there are obviously some strange results um, in that week. The Packers Saints game springs to mind, um, but I, I do wonder if there was a, we came into the season with an awful lot of hype, and I wonder if that game has, in a strange way, helped us a little bit in the fact that it stopped the team maybe believing how good they potentially were or should be or whatever, and they kind of offensively at least they didn't fire and it's made them have to work that little bit harder and like four games on the trot since then maybe it wasn't such a bad thing I guess yeah if you believe yeah teams could definitely believe their own hype I've always felt that the bills are quite well coached and managed and, and that sort of thing's probably 
better in Buffalo, a smaller market than say, well, I was, I was going to say Kansas City, you, you've just beaten. Um, and well, maybe that's the only positive I can cling to is the fact that you're on such a crest of a wave that you've got to be coming down it maybe for week six. It's it, Yeah, it's been it's been quite a thing so far. And what's been nice this season is that it's been more on the defense that's, that's made the difference. We are total yards with first passing yards, second rushing yards, third points allowed first. Um, It's the D has really stepped up, especially from where it was last season. And a lot of that was based off the, the off season that we had, that was all geared around um, improving on the defense, especially on the defensive line, and it's made a, a huge difference. And they're they're playing very well. The thing that hadn't been firing quite so well, even though we'd been you know winning games easily after week one, was that the offense wasn't quite clicking. It wasn't at twenty twenty standards with with Josh Allen. He was missing a couple of throws. He was getting it was getting it done enough, um, but it was the defense really that was that was winning us games as comfortably as it had. And a lot of the talk was about if if we can match up last season's offense with this season's defense, we'd be unstoppable. And then we pretty much saw that against the <laughs> Chiefs. Um, that was, you know, that, that was back to Josh Allen rushing and giving the Chiefs that threat to look at. We were able to get in Pat Mahomes' face. We've even seemingly, even though he's been around for a good few years, we've added Dawson Knox as a viable threat now receiving. And he's caught, like I think, five touchdowns already this year. Um, well, it was a deep threat from one of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. And yeah, it was um he's he's like him and Josh Allen are very close and very like really, really good friends. And you can see that he looks for Knox a lot in that was a deep threat, but in the in the red zone he's he's um going to Knox an awful lot. Um in if if the offense can maintain that level and Josh Allen can rush the ball and pass the ball as he did. Um, the receivers can keep playing as they are. The offensive line is is really starting to. We found a formula there now that looks like it's it's working very well. Couple that with the fact that the defense is the best in the league at the moment and playing as well as it has done, it, almost in my living memory as a as a Buffalo defense. It's you know it, it's very positive. Having said that, um, <laughs> most most Bills fans still think we'll go into Tennessee and lose on Monday night. <laughs> <laughs> why? I don't know. Well, <laughs> no. I mean, seriously, why? I think. I mean, because because I need to believe in something. Well, we're not gonna we're not gonna win out for the rest of this season, and there's. So you look at the schedule, and it's very favourable for us now, considering we have to play the other teams that we have to play in in our division. Um, so you've got a couple of gimmies there against the you know Jets and. Patriots and even the Dolphins aren't looking particularly good. So there's a lot yeah, of very, yeah. very winnable games there. We've got to play the Buccaneers away and we've got to play you away. And they are the two most obvious defeats left, potential defeats left on the schedule. But now, that, that that logic is slightly flawed by the fact that Buffalo must be strong favourites, uh, oh, oh, even yeah. if it's one of your harder games, which is which is a testament to how how yeah. good the bills have been well i mean it's it says everything when we were 17 point favorites at home last week against the texans and everyone thought that that was a ridiculous spread and yet we covered that on the road in kansas city <laughs> yeah so like when you, i think when you look at it as in like pure x's and o's and performances I mean, derrick henry is always an x factor that he, you know if he gets going i don't care how well you're playing he's very very difficult to stop and that that your entire offense it hasn't really fired from what i can tell there was an awful lot of excitement this year with with the two wide receivers hasn't doesn't seem to have got going quite quite well i mean yet. well julio hasn't been on the field for two no, weeks that, that's yeah, that's, left. Yeah. yeah is he is he due back uh, not uncertain at this point. Okay. Um, so, I mean, yeah, there's that. But if if Derek Henry fires, that's an X factor that you can never quite that you can never quite tell. When I look at what has been our major strength so far this season, it's been the D line. And what I look at your has been your probably major weakness so far this season. It's your O line. It seems to me that that should be a good a combination for the Bills that that gives us a lot of success, but. 
I don't know. I think I don't know whether it's just the Bills fan in me that like still has this weird sense of impending doom that everything's going to go wrong and fall apart at some stage. That you know, we'll. It's just a feeling, but when you look at it, we sh- we should we should beat you easily. But I don't know. It just doesn't never seems to work out that way, especially uh, after can... you handed our ass to us last season. Well, that that might be part of the part of the reason I suspect, and that th- those things even though logically they shouldn't matter they do because that that will be in people's heads yes and that that you know, that might give you know Derek Derek Henry obviously had a big game in that game and yeah. he'll be he'll be confident well he's always confident rightly and yeah. but it's it's the the passing game for Tennessee against that that Bills front that worries me a lot and the the, yeah. the porous O-line and, and it's, I, I, and it's I, I, I back yeah yeah it, it, it's it's going to be difficult logically. Um, I mean, your Josh Allen's firing, the passing game's firing, the defense is incredible. You've just you know waxed lyrical about how it's leading the lead in league in almost every stat. Um, what about the Buffalo run game? Huh. That's so that's maybe the, if I could pick one possible weakness, maybe. Yeah, I mean, you're you're exactly right. There's no no question about that. Um, although having said that, we're still um, averaging in the league fifth in terms of average rushing yards per game, but the majority of that is Josh Allen. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's, to be fair to them, they haven't been as bad this year as they have been previously. And I think there has been a concerted effort to, for there be to be more of a rushing game in the scheme. So it hasn't all been, um, or pass, pass, pass first, like it has been, like it certainly was last year. Um, but it's, it's certainly not as big a part of our plan as as the pass. The the backs are serviceable. They're catching a lot of balls, and so they're probably more of a threat receiving than they are rushing. But um, they they have been better this year. But certainly they're not saying the world alike. And you know, you, you put your running back in our team, and I think that we we walk the Super Bowl. But it's. Um, <laughs> It's they're they're probably being helped this year by the offensive line looking like it's um it, it's looking a little bit better. The the right hand side at, at guard and tackle has been a bit questionable. We've managed to slot in um a, a rookie out on on right tackle, which has helped us a bit. We've had someone back from from COVID protocol that they were in for or they sat out all last season, so that's helping. Um, but it's it's still not. Let's be honest, it's it's not our primary goal plan, is it? Yeah, um, I mean, I, I, I'm struggling to find too many things we could be that positive about, other than other than gut feel and uh, previous results that were what? unexpected. But it, I, it just feels... I know this is a question about the bills, or, or, or like or, discussing the bills. But why do you think that the Titans have been struggling the way that they have so far this year? Because no one expected it. Everyone thought that, like we we predicted. A an, an AFC Championship game between our two sides. Yeah, I, I, I don't think it's not that simple a question to answer. The big one, big obvious issue has been the offensive line, yeah. and yeah, Tannehill's been running for his life or not been able to even run for his life a lot of the time. And yeah. this, yeah, I, I fear this game will be more of that. And it's it's meant that he's he's not firing, he's not putting up the numbers. Um, Receiving core, AJ Brown and Julio Jones sounds fantastic. Um, both of them have had injuries, yeah, um, already in five weeks, and we've had AJ Brown's missed one game completely. Julio's missed two, I think, um, but they've been nursing niggles aside from that. And it's there's no sort of rhythm offensively where our offense should be the, our best side of the ball. Defensively, perhaps a bit better than expected, but there's still question marks. There's still things that still concerns. Um, I think Josh Allen will cause us pain, um, uh, particularly <laughs> yeah, we, we can particularly the deep ball. Um, yeah. But you know, it, it's yeah, I have I'm not confident at all. I, I, it's not often I say say that I've got I can cling to hope rather than expectation about this game. Um, Partly, for to be fair, that I really rate this Buffalo Bills team this year, yeah. and I, I don't think, I mean, looking at our entire schedule, this is the most difficult game of the year, and we're not firing at the moment, yeah. so it it could it could be ugly. 
it, it feels like for the Bills, it's coming at a good time. If we can, if we can manage to win this one, then we go into the um, into the rest week so full of confidence, knowing that the schedule is very favourable coming up after that. It feels like it's a big. The Chiefs, the Chiefs win was a was a monkey off our back, and this is another one. After last season, it's you know it's one of those games where. A lot of the a lot of the end of the schedule last week, it was oh this is the game that the Bills are going to lose. Like when we went into Denver, I remember, um, and everyone thought, well, this will be the really tough game, and we we pasted them to be considered a contender, like a proper bona fide. This team can win the Super Bowl contender. We should be winning this game. Yeah, no, that's that's fair. I mean, I think you will, uh, but yeah, that, that, so. that's very fair. And it's it's hard to see where it stops for the Bills, and I be surprised if they, they didn't go if they don't go all the way it'd be very close or potentially very heartbreaking obviously they will lose the super bowl it's just who it's going to be to maybe the rams <laughs> the cardinals who knows yeah, yeah it'd be a wide it'd be wide left this time <laughs> yeah um is is there before i let you before i let you go and we can stop talking about this impending doom which would be which would be nice for everybody um give us a name uh, of a player that buffalo have that we won't necessarily know about that may surprise us that we should look out for um so so it's tricky because a lot of their a lot of the names the players who are doing the damage are our names i would say one to look out for is one of those people that i mentioned on the on the defensive line um that's made a massive difference we we drafted him very high so you, your listeners are very very intelligent and very knowledgeable listeners obviously so they they, <laughs> they might know who this person is um, but I would look out for a chap called Greg Rousseau. Um, he was um, a very high draft pick for us. He's he's performing. He wasn't due to be in the team. Um, and in he was one of the, the big surprises during camp that he like, he kept on making the big plays, the preseason games. He was the, the, the defensive standout. Um, and I, I, as I understand that basically there was a coaches meeting where they were all saying, right, so who doesn't want to, who doesn't want to put him in the team? And there was no takers. And it meant that he's, he's been in there and he's, he's now starting. Oh, fair, fair enough. Yeah. And he's, he's been performing very well each week. He was exceptional against the chiefs. He had an interception um, against um, Mahomes, where it was kind of like, he was, he's just so big. He's like 12 feet tall. And um, Mahomes tried one of his sidearm passes and he just kind of batted it down and it ended up in his chest. And he like all of a sudden it was an interception. Um, but he's one that I would say is definitely worth looking out for. OK, let's leave it there because I, <laughs> That's I, don't, I don't think uh, <laughs> I don't think there's anything that make me feel better at this point. Um, there you go. Um, if if Buffalo don't win on Monday night, I'll be unbearable. Um, but <laughs> it will be definitely a shock. Uh, thanks for coming on and making yet another appearance on this podcast. Um, pleasure as ever. Um, thanks for having me, Adam. Enjoyed it. Excellent. Good luck. <laughs> we'll need it. Cheers. Okay, let's go back to the tweet we put out. Um, I think we had another another couple of questions. In fact, we might have covered this. Brian, who's not here, um, he's just simply said, time to drop Rashawn Evans. Um, I think we kind of we kind of covered that with our, our thoughts, really. And also, is it ma'am or mum? Neil, uh, I, I don't think mam's a Yorkshire word, is it? It's a North East nah. thing, isn't it? I mean, I've always said mum, uh, but to me mum. If I were talking to somebody else, I would say me mum said. <laughs> so, oh, really? Okay. <laughs> yeah, but to me, to me mum, I would actually call her mum. So. <laughs> is, is it Mars? Is it Mum in the Northwest? I'm a little posh Cheshire boy. It's Mum. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I don't think we need to need to speak to uh, Greg or myself on this. It's uh, it's pretty clear. It's not M O M, but I like it across <laughs> across the pond where wait, it's M O M. Way to alienate the listeners we do have in America. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we love you. We appreciate you, but you're wrong on this. Um, <laughs> Um, and Mars, why are you asking questions when you're on the pod? Um, why I'm just trying to make to... others ask questions. I'm trying well, to. 
yeah, yeah. All listeners, anyone reading our tweets, step up on this. We need we need more from the. Um, why does no one enjoy me talking about my fantasy football team? I don't think we need to go there again. I don't care about my fantasy football team, let alone yours. If you could have any other QB other than Ryan Tannehill for the Titans right now, who would it be? Um, Brian says Tom Brady. Neil? Marcus Mariota. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> That's your answer. Okay. <laughs> I don't think that was the top, that. Oh, you want a serious answer? Oh. No, no, that, 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 that's the one. Um, shall we? Do we want to talk about the bills any further? I'm not. I'm not sure. I think we're all we're worried, we've... aren't we? Yeah. yeah. No, we're going to beat the bills. All right. It's, it, to be honest, it is ex- exactly. It's the, the most Titans. Yeah, thing. absolutely. I agree with you. Like, it was a bit like last year, wasn't it? Everyone went into yeah. that game last year thinking, "Oh, we'll lose this." And then, what was it, forty-six, sixteen, or something? I can't remember. But it would be incredibly us to, to go away and walk away with a win in this game. But I just can't say they, they. They seem they were good last year. They just seem another level this year, and I don't have any faith that. We will, unless unless we like I say we end up just controlling the clock completely, going a couple of scores up unexpectedly, and almost make it too difficult for them to come back. I just don't see it happening. But which which yeah, it's not good because I'm staying up on Monday <laughs> night when I've got work on Tuesday is not going to be much fun when we're getting absolutely no doubt pummeled. But yeah, we'll see. I'm a, I'm actually just at the point where I I want to see improvement in the performance, and it, it's one that looking at the games ahead, the Chiefs actually don't scare me as much at the moment because I think we can score we can score yeah, against the Chiefs definitely. and we can we can compete there uh, but the, the, yeah this this is one I'll, I'll chalk it I'll chalk this down as a loss with a with a strong performance quite happily if you offer Chiefs me that have got injuries galore as well I mean I don't know what it'll be like in what will be pretty much two weeks from now but I mean they've got they've got players just right centre I genuinely don't think Chris Jones is the answer to what's ailing them at the minute though you know, they kept mentioning it on the, on Sunday night football. Kept showing him on the sidelines as if he were going to make all the difference. And, and the main problems were downfield, which I think is where we're going to struggle against Buffalo because I don't think there's a more underrated underrated duo than Diggs and Sanders. They yeah. just really oh. they really don't get the credit they deserve. Those two guys. No, stopping them is is going to be difficult. Right. Let's get away. Stop talking about the Tennessee Titans and well, in the context of next week. And talk things non-Titans. And I uh, I didn't go to London uh, for the game on Sunday. I was I was playing golf. Humble brag. Um, I was playing golf where the Jets were practicing all week, and I know for a fact that the Dolphins are going to be there this week, um, which was slightly bizarre. Between the eighth and ninth holes, uh, an enormous, impeccably, you know, grass cut with scissors practice field, uh, which is slightly strange. Um, but, but there you go. Greg, non-Titans related. So, yeah, you, you mentioned it earlier. I was uh, fortunate enough after two years um, to be at the London game, the first London game this Sunday just gone. Um, had a great day. Obviously, the game itself was, I mean, they, they kind of came back into it a little bit, of the Jets, but it always looked kind of past them. So it wasn't a huge contest, but good day out. But my annoyance is, is around, um, obviously, this game was at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Great stadium. I had a lot of people moaning about service inside and problems with beer running out and whatnot, and maybe they just weren't prepared for it. My problem was outside. Um, we went to uh, a pub just on the corner on the outside um, called the Number 8 Tottenham. <laughs> and, and they decided that they were going to double the price of their beer. Now, I get we've just come through a pandemic and a lot of pubs have lost a lot of business. So, firstly, I, I understand they've been in a bit of a predicament. But in what world is uh, a pint of watered-down Foster's worth £8? Great. It's just unbelievable. Absolutely it, unbelievable. It's one of the worst pubs I've ever set foot in, that place. It's an Inside. absolute... Inside is an absolute dive. It's a good. It's, it's, it's horrible. It's, it's good to stand outside of the bank on the way out when you go yeah. in there. It's, it's horrendous, horrible. but it doesn't change the fact that that isn't the price of a pint if you go and watch a Spurs game. It isn't the price of a pint if you just go on a on a random Thursday because you're that way inclined. Why not? I get there. Obviously, you know, 
NFL games are much more drinking fueled than maybe maybe a Spurs game is. I don't know. I don't go to Spurs games, but no. we'll question that for another time. But it's just for me, it's just like you're you're essentially taking the piss out of of all these NFL fans that are coming through and trying trying to enjoy their day out and think it's worthwhile charging that amount. Now, also, our American listeners pay ten, eleven dollars for a uh, a drink inside stadium, so they'll probably sit and being like eight doesn't sound like a problem to me but when it's double the price of of what you would get on any other day it's like just don't take the mick because i know, know I, I, i'm not i'm in, not gonna go i'm the, not gonna go back there now i'm gonna end up finding somewhere else in the stadium you i think i saw the prices you're paying a couple of quid more couple for a pint than yeah, you do at six, Tottenham games. six six ninety and i know spurs is normally about fiver that's so yeah. less even yeah 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 so but it's it's obviously the same stuff out of the same pipes. Yeah, I thought, that's, I thought that's what annoys were... me though. It's like I get, you know, you can ramp the price up by you know one pound ninety, and or the amount of drink they sold that 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 day would have been absolutely ridiculous. And I, I get it, you know, I get what Levy's trying to do there. But I what I don't get is like I can't do anything about inside the stadium apart from just not have a drink, which is just not going to happen. But <laughs> outside the stadium, there's there's plenty of opportunities, plenty of other places, and the next game I go to, which sadly isn't this Sunday, but probably going to be next year now, I'm not going to go back there. Even though it's even though it's horrendous on the inside, that standing out in the back, you've got a load of NFL fans, and it's good. It's a good atmosphere and it's good fun. But yeah, it's just a slight gripe because what, it wouldn't be mere for it's, it. It is. It's an absolutely magnificent stadium. The area around it isn't. That's the bottom line. And you, you know, it, it's in. North London in not particularly nice part of North London and and there, there isn't it's not like Wembley Stadium where you've got acres and acres around it of of car parks and tailgate areas and shopping malls and restaurants and stuff you've got housing estates around it and you know you can't you can't, they can't do anything about that but it doesn't it doesn't change the fact that the, the stadium itself is phenomenal oh, and what you need to do is arrive early leave late they'll keep the they keep the bars open in the stadium and the bars in the stadium are actually fantastic places. And that, that's my, that's my travel tip for you. Also use Northumberland park state station rather than white Hart lane. No, can you, don't do, don't do that. Don't do that. That's what I do that. And I don't want people catching on to it. <laughs> it was honestly getting, getting to and from the stadium. We got there down there a little bit early and we left pretty much just at the end Getting to and from from Northumberland Park was it was an absolute breeze. I can't believe it, it's like almost like a station people don't see. It's like it was dead. It's it's it's, it's, a, it's a really well kept secret. Um, yeah, so, so let's stop talking about it and we'll cut this bit out. All right, all right. Another <laughs> <laughs> uh, great beer prices. Well, that's just cities in general, isn't it? Like, I mean, I, I live in Barnsley, which is between Leeds and Sheffield. And you can go either side, and and both places it's three quid more for a pint. I think when, <laughs> if you go out around Barnsley, every pub's empty apart from Weatherspoons. <laughs> what was that? What's that? <laughs> no idea. My granddad refuses to pay Weatherspoons prices. <laughs> yeah, I, I respect that. Uh, what's your non-Titans? Uh, so I'm going to bring back uh, Titan snack chat because yesterday um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I sat watching TV with my daughter and I said, I said to Nico I said I've got a chocolate orange stashed away shall we have it and she says yeah so I went and got it out of the cupboard and literally I just shared it between us and, and within two or three minutes it was literally gone and I'm thinking uh, it's just a question really are they are chocolate oranges smaller or are my hands bigger <laughs> I mean, I don't think they've got smaller, but it wouldn't surprise me. Because I, 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 really... I seem to remember them being the size of a cricket ball when I was a kid. Doesn't, I think I always thought cream eggs got smaller. Uh, doesn't but... everything get smaller as time? Like, I swear, if you looked at a Mars bar from 20 years ago to a Mars bar today, it's not probably not even called the same thing. I can't remember what they used to be called, but and it'll be like twice the size then as it is now. Everything gets smaller. I swear. Did the chocolate orange have superficial damage to the box? No, uh, only the only problem we had, we had was, was having that centre bit. That were we only. Oh, that's, the be- that's the best bit. That's the best bit. <laughs> so um, for American listeners, I mean, obviously it's worth getting your hands on one, but I'm I'm totally convinced you're not getting as much bang for your buck. <laughs> I mean, it, it's phenomenal confectionery. 
you quite forget. <laughs> you can find them for a pound sometimes on offer. Yeah. I was just about to say, yeah, they are currently a pound in Asda. It's, it's impossible to walk past one. when it, It's not scientific <laughs> fact if they're a pound. It's completely love... impossible to walk past one. Oh, we just ignore the fact that Miles already knows it's a pound in Asda. <laughs> I, I, love, I just love how he knows this stuff. <laughs> last, last week I bought a dark chocolate one. And oh, I thought, I'll have a chocolate. Oh, oh, I'll tell you what, it's... it's... It, it's going there Feature. with the matchmakers and uh, everything else for uh, that special time of year. Have you had the version with popping candy in it? Popping yeah. candy and chocolate yeah. is the best thing that there is. The, uh, the, the berry pop- milk. Popping candy Freddos. Now they're good. Ooh. There's not much cobbler on now as well. Oh, It'll cost you eight quid for a Freddo these days as the sign of the economy. Yeah. But only, still... only if you get it from number eight Tottenham. <laughs> 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 um, there's a Beaver Town pub right next door. Anyway, uh, Miles. Say, honestly, even, even, absolutely. Now oh, I know no. why. Um, with your speaking of orange, you've got a very orange shirt. Um, what's your non-Titans related? Sadly, not related to the shirt, but somewhat I can do a, a nice motion away from chocolate orange and that wonderful festive time. Ho, 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 gentlemen! Monday I was uh, watching the Colts. Lose to the Ravens. Loved it. Half time in the game, I do my standard finger finger. Right, I need to stay awake, so I'm just gonna have a little nosy through what's on the Sky channels. And uh, one of the Sky channels for the music section was called Trance Christmas. <laughs> now I can confirm that the date is the 11th of October when I was uh, watching this, and I thought to myself, "Has Christmas started too early?" I'm there watching Shaky Steven shake himself about. He, I want to say my chocolate orange. I wasn't. I was actually quite ill, and I wish I had my chocolate orange. But I was just sat there, and I was there like, it's October. It's far too early for Christmas. But then at the same time, I'm the one that's willing to go to the shops and buy all the food that's on offer because it's getting close to Christmas time. So, I mean, I in one, in one pie. Have you had a... Do you know what? I, I haven't had a I saved mince pies, but I think I said it last year that me and my family, um, we get mince pies from all the different supermarkets um about a month before just to test each one to see what's going to be the official mince pie that year and you can tell from my uh weight and size that i make sure they all get consumed and tested properly i don't think i've got a massive issue with christmas stuff being in shops early to be honest the music christmas music in october i dread to think when it actually came on the tv but i mean there's some things you want to see at 3 a.m and I never thought we'd be saying bar humbug to Miles of all people. I thought I mean, you'd obviously that. he's right, but oh, he's bang on. He's yeah. bang on. I mean, I mean I, I'm all for it. Listen, part. December, I'll I'll be wearing my Santa suit if you want for the podcast. I'll be all over it in December, but that's my rule. I I go hard December first, but before then, <laughs> chill out. In, in, <laughs> Americans enjoy Thanksgiving. Have you have your piles of meat and stuff and all the other holidays? But just wait, savor it. You you heard it here first. Uh, get round to Miles's house on December the first when he goes hard. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just once a year, Miles. Yeah. <laughs> just after a certain uh, nut related uh, month. <laughs> <laughs> or none, shall we say? Uh, why do we? Why is, Why do we always end up at the same place? Uh, <laughs> when we um. I'll finish off quickly. This is really niche, but I don't know if you've got. There's an Apple iPhone update. I don't know if you've got iPhones or other other, you know, other brands are available. But the is latest there other version. Available? Well, yes, but they're not as good. Um, Allegedly. The yeah. <laughs> the latest version of iOS, Safari, which is their web browser. It's it's got the you've got the web address on the bottom. Like, oh god! Like, why, why would you? Why would you change something? Like, I know Apple have always innovated, and like it's a thing. But you know, people are used to things being in certain places. It's just that change. Oh, we're gonna we're gonna be different. Um, you don't. That's so, just so change for the sake of it. Yeah, it's like BT Sport did it with the score on the bottom. But like, it's, come on. I, so funny enough, I. I actually knew about this. I could have warned you about it. I knew it was going to annoy you. I actually knew about this a while ago. 
because um Work-related work, work. <laughs> In, Insert humble brag that's really oh, nice. You're that's, so well connected If that's, if that's a humble brag, Jesus Christ Apparently it was a beta version of it I got, I got told about it a little while ago And um, they, and I speaking to someone And I said, oh, this is, why, why are they changing this? I was exactly the same as you I, was like, I don't get it And they're like, so apparently it's been changed there Because your thumb can't reach on Certainly on bigger iPhones Your thumb can't reach the top uh, So instead of you having to I'll give you another opinion. It can. Yeah, I was going to say, here's my humble brag. Mine can. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've coped all these Only years. on the 1st of December, though, Miles, yeah? Aye, aye. <laughs> Pro Max. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, it was, I'll, I'll it's look. annoying the hell out of me as well. I, I did notice it, but yeah. Use the Google Chrome app. Yeah, it's fine. The, the web browsers, the, the web addresses in the normal place. There you go. I, I mean, I don't think Apple have prevented you downloading it quite yet, so you can do that. There we go. I think that will just about do us. Let's cross our fingers for Monday night, because I don't think we've got much else, unless you're Miles, who says we're, we're going to win. Um, but you never know, we might. Wouldn't it be good? Let's come back here next week and chat about a 4 and 2 football team. Can we get Mark on again if we do? <laughs> yes we definitely can we definitely can yeah th- thanks Mark thanks Neil Greg Miles as always tighten up tighten up tighten up, tighten up. Tighten up.